Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Hippie Witch, magic for a new age. I'm your host, Joanna DeVoe, and this is a happy, hippie place where magic with a K meets the law of attraction. Thanks for joining me for episode 180 of Hippie Witch, Magic for a New Age. My name is Joanna DeVoe, and I am the Saturnian creatrix, at least for the month of September, behind Kick-Ass Witch, putting the K in magic, and Hippie Witch, the show you are listening to right now. I also have a free ebook by that name, Hippie Witch, Peace, Love, and All That Good Shit. <laughs> That barely came out. Peace, love, and all that good shit. And you can pick up a copy of that at www.joannadevoe.com or back on the description page for this episode back on Blog Talk Radio. Hippie Witch episode number 179. The episode before this, it was created exclusively for my Patreon friends and it is what inspired today's show. Today's show is a kind of follow-up to some of the things I said in that episode, and if you missed it, no worries. This episode will definitely, totally, and completely stand on its own. Um, Episode 179 is not a prerequisite for understanding anything I'm going to say here today, but if you want to go back and catch that episode, you can find it on patreon.com slash Joanna DeVoe. I feel like I'm starting to find my legs there. (laughs) I'm starting to, like, find the purpose of that uh, those exclusive podcasts and videos I'm making over there. And that's because of this last episode. I really like, ooh, I was feeling myself, feeling myself, feeling myself. So I'm saying, <laughs> and hoping to keep that rolling um, today. So what I want to talk about here today is earth, air, fire, water. You need them all in more ways than one. I'm not talking today about to sustain yourself physically. I'm talking about spiritually and in terms of magic. Um, I've been talking about the themes of Saturn all this month. It was funny. I didn't know what to name this month's theme. So I've just like foofed around with it a lot. Okay, so fine. The theme for the last episode on the theme in September, let me just say that the theme is Saturn, okay? I was afraid to say that because I didn't want to freak anyone out that's not into astrology because I didn't really want to talk about astrology. I just wanted to talk about these themes of time and fear and personal limitations and moving beyond them, all the things that Saturn represents. But come to find out, I've said Saturn like 42 million times this month in trying to do that. <laughs> And the reason I wanted to make Saturn the theme for September is because that's the energy that I personally have been working with for a while now, and I like to show up for you as is, as in this is where I am right now, and Saturn is where I am right now. It's really what's been kicking my ass for most of summer and September. I've been learning so much Uh, because Saturn is known as the great teacher. When you open yourself up to that energy, be prepared. Be prepared for some learning and not like 
watch a video on YouTube kind of learning. <laughs> it's like meet the challenges of your life kind of learning. So it's been wild, filled with insights. Uh, but I wanted to also make sure to balance out all these Saturnian videos and newsletters and podcasts and blog posts that I've been doing all month with a reminder that Saturn and all he represents is only one archetype of many. You don't know what the word archetype means. It is a collectively held pattern of energy. Archetypes are like the gods and goddesses of ancient mythology. Archetypes are the superheroes in your favorite uh, Marvel comics. And what is the, what is their competitor? I feel like I should mention them too, but I don't follow superheroes. DC comics. You all tell me, I know there's some superhero fanatics out there. Um, those are archetypes. Uh, and then we have archetypes in astrology and in tarot, and they all kind of start talking to each other and a lot of similarities going on there because really what these symbols represent are us. They represent all of the different characters living inside of us. And that is something that we all have in common, regardless of the culture or the century that we are living in. These things stretch all the way around the world and back through time as far as we can measure. So in talking about Saturn only being one archetype of many, an example is um, Saturn rules Capricorn in astrology. And Capricorn represents the earth element in you as all symbols and archetypes and astrological signs and planets and tarot cards represent an element in you as above, so below. It's just a symbol for what you have going on. And I just want to convey that before I get rolling so it doesn't confuse you as um, I know a lot of you know a lot about astrology and tarot and archetypes and mythology, but not everybody. A lot of people that listen to my show are just um, very new agey and into the law of attraction. And hello, thank you so much for listening to my show, you all. I love getting your messages, but that group of people doesn't often then delve into these like matters of the occult. Although it's starting to change. I'm starting to watch these two worlds come together, which makes me feel very like on it and trendy and timely <laughs> with Hippie Witch, the place where magic with a K meets the law of attraction, because that's, that's where I'm coming from. Um, and I want to reemphasize, you don't know, need to know anything about astrology to get value out of this show um, or know anything really about the four, some say five elements of magic or alchemy um, beyond the fact that they are metaphors for qualities you already have and have always possessed inside you to varying degrees, depending on the quality. And that's really what I was wanting to hone in on here is the varying degrees and the varying qualities of these aspects within you because we're all unique that way. We all have different combinations of these archetypes. Some are more prominent than others. These energies, these elements, they show up in different ways in all of us. We all contain them all, but it's that, it's the varying degrees that makes us each unique. So you could be more hot-headed, for example, than one who is down to earth. You see what I did there? <laughs> I used common 
a common example from the modern-day muggle vernacular to demonstrate that the elements are such a part of who we are. They're so heavily embedded in our collective consciousness and even our being that even the least magical among us refers to them all the time and knows what someone else is saying when they refer to them. So if someone says, she is such an airhead, or he is drowning in waves of grief, those two examples saying someone's hot-headed or someone's down to earth, right there, you have earth, air, fire, and water. They're all there. (laughs) And our culture and every culture around the world recognizes this either consciously or unconsciously. One recent astrological event that really piqued my interest was this last square between Neptune and Saturn. This happened three times in the last year, little over a year, uh, where Saturn and Neptune were in a square. That's an astrological kind of event, if you want to say, that takes place. So Neptune represents our tendency to escape into drugs or fantasy, or religion and spirituality. It's the emotional, psychic, dreaming part of our nature. It's represented by water, while Saturn represents the cold, hard facts of life, solid structures and the limits of matter, responsibility, discipline. It's earth, the earth element. So there are negatives and positives within both of these, Energies, neither is bad or good unless they get out of balance and one is just completely ruling your school. (laughs) But what interested me is that they were in a square, which is a challenging aspect. It was like these two opposite energies were bumping heads. And the way you experienced that personally, it could have had two very different outcomes. I personally believe if you're working consciously with astrology, it'll give you the choice. Like you're like, oh, Saturn and Neptune are in square. Hmm, I have a choice here how to deal with this rather than just letting the astrological weather like carry you away (laughs) before you even have a choice. You know what I'm saying? Consciously. Um, But anyway, we had two very different outcomes that could have happened depending on how we chose to deal with it. So you could have experienced that square between the watery emotional nature and the down to earth, like face the facts, reality nature. You could have experienced that square as an unresolved conflict of interest, or you could have seen it as an opportunity to get those two energies to play nice together and maybe even learn from each other. You could see that square as an opportunity to integrate the polarity within, to embrace the paradox of your own contradictory nature. So it's symbolic of these qualities you already have within. And many of us favor one over the other. So a square like that, if you favor a lot of water or you favor a lot of earth, it gives you the opportunity to look at that and be like, hey, maybe that energy could balance this energy out a little bit better and uh, help me navigate my life with a bit more ease. A Zen proverb that I came across on Twitter that I did not look to verify to see if it was an actual Zen proverb. I know a lot of quotes and proverbs and things like that get misattributed and just flat out made up and posted on the internet. But um, I'm going to say it's a Zen 
proverb that I came across on Twitter yesterday. Uh, it reminds me of what it might be like for Saturn to lend Neptune a healing hand. So for the Earth element, reach out to someone who's drowning in water and offer them a helping hand. Um, because if you're drowning in too much water, if you're lost in psychic la-la land or addiction or just the strength of your own extreme emotions, you might find yourself lost in the dark, lost in the shadows of the watery bottom of the ocean, lost in the depths. So the Zen proverb goes like this, man stands in his own shadow and wonders why it's dark. shadow work (laughs) man stands in his own shadow and wonders why it's dark I'm going to be talking about shadow work as we get closer to Samhain but it was so tempting not to mention it here today because I think that someone who's lost in their emotions can get lost in the shadows of their emotions old emotions coming up to play and not recognizing it's an old emotion something like that and then they wonder why they're so lost at sea In a square, if you're willing to let Saturn lend you a helping hand in that situation, he is sure to rip the veil of illusion from your eyes. It won't be pretty, it won't be cute, but it might just be the kick in the ass or the dose of reality you need to start moving toward the light. And I'm not talking about some angelic figurative light of the seventh dimension, but the light of the here and now, the light that vibrates at a slower, denser rate and makes up this 3D reality that you have been spending so much of your time trying to escape from. And as you've probably heard me say bunches of times, I believe that we are here in this manifest flesh and blood 3D reality of matter for a reason. This is our purpose right now, right now. I don't think we are supposed to ascend from this reality or escape from this reality, the lessons that we're here to learn are to be had by engaging this reality, by staying present to what is, by being mindful, living in the now, um, and accepting the challenges and the limitations of this reality, all things Saturn represents. And then that moment of coming back down to earth, after spending so much time out in outer space, it might show you that, hey, there are all these other elements I can tap into empower myself as well. It's not just about the water of Neptune or the Earth of Saturn. It's also about air and fire. And when they all come together in a deliberate, conscious, focused way, I can make magic happen. I can be a co-creator of my reality. Put it another way, Saturn and Neptune working together might look like Saturn grounding in the emotion or visions of Neptune. So it's not negating the value of water. It's like, yes, those visions are cool. That psychic information is awesome and it's valuable. It's just bringing it back down to earth where it can be of greater service so that those emotions and those visions can then be considered with a fresh breath of air and launched into fiery action with a grounded sense of certainty. 
So I'm purposely playing around with the language here to give you a sense of how we use this language all of the time, but also how when you pull all four of these elements in together, you really are able to empower yourself. The fifth, and the fifth element is spirit, God, the mysterious X factor. And I would say that you're able to tap into that when you focus on working with these main four elements, earth, air, fire, and water. Uh, let's see, which brings me around to why I have fallen so hard for astrology. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I've even been toying around with the idea of getting certified by Stephen Forrest in evolutionary astrology, which I can think of no reason to get certified in evolutionary astrology professionally or, or any reason other than just it interests me. It fascinates me. And I think it will be fun and cool. It might serve my career in some way. I don't know, but it's become a major passion of mine, and I know I have so much more to learn. But the why, why, why has it become a passion? I love it because it helps us understand ourselves better. Our personally, each of us, our unique personal quirks. And then if we're willing to do the work, it empowers us to move through life in a way that makes the most of our unique gifts and our unique challenges, both. You might argue that Saturn represents your unique challenges, your unique limitations, whether they're physical, mental, emotional, situational, but that he's presenting these challenges to you as a gift. Most of us don't see it that way. Most of us just bitch and complain and completely bypass the opportunity to change our lives, completely bypass the opportunity to see the challenges and limitations of our lives as gifts. So that's why people don't like Saturn. It's one of many ways, many reasons they don't like Saturn, but uh, we don't like to be challenged. We want everything to be easy, breezy. Uh, but really in those challenges come our greatest, empowerment. If, we, if we're willing to study and work hard and do the work and really learn, we're strengthening our character. We're empowering ourselves. We're becoming a better version of ourselves. And that to me is the gift of Saturn. And my experience so far with astrology has been that it is the ultimate tool, depending on the teacher. I think there are a lot of teachers that are peddling a negative uh, especially predictive astrology. I'm not such a fan of that. Like, oh no, this moon is coming and we're all doomed. Ah, there's your loins. I'm, I'm not into predictive astrology, but I think evolutionary astrology, that it's the ultimate tool for really getting to know thyself, know thyself, which is, that is, and that's what I'm all about. Know thyself so that you can, live a magical life so that you can create the kick-ass life of your dreams and everything comes back around to that for me and that is what astrology comes back around to for me and that is why I'm talking about it <laughs> um, that's also why I think that if you are just a straight up law of attraction practitioner and you have no interest in anything witchy you would in my opinion or you might, in my opinion, be doing yourself a favor to add astrology or tarot to your spiritual 
repertoire. It will at least teach you about the elements in a way that I believe will really serve your practice. Uh, because I see sometimes, I think this whole conversation that's risen up around spiritual bypass, I recently said, like, if I, someone says spiritual bypass again, I'm going to puke, including myself, because it's become such a catchphrase. But I do think that the law of attraction movement in some part is responsible for that because there's a real emphasis just in the new age community in general to ascend and to constantly be positive and to be love and light. And it really negates all these other parts of our personality and pushes it down into the shadows. And if you know anything about the shadow, it never really goes away. And what you try to shove down there ends up popping out at the most inopportune times and really causing trouble and at the very least embarrassing you. Um, so that's the reason that I personally moved on from like straight up new agey law of attraction to law of attraction with the witchy twist. It's because I felt that something was missing in that community and I found it in magic with a K. <laughs> Pagans, Wiccans, witches, and occult practitioners of all kinds, they understand and they work with the elements. They work with the light and the dark and the fire and the air and the water and the earth. And that's why, too, so many of us follow the wheel of the year. Like, we honor that life has its seasons, that nature has its seasons, and that those seasons are within each of us as well. On a larger scale, as we look at the seasons of our life, the spring of our youth, the fall of middle age, you know the winter of our crone years, things like that, you know, but then it also has smaller little movements within too, like every birth of magic, every spell that you do, every act of love, attraction, it has its season. It has the time for planting the seeds. It has the time for nurturing the seeds. It has the time for bringing the seeds into harvest. It has the time of death when you have to either recognize that, okay, I did not bring these seeds to harvest or these things in my life had to go, had to die to bring these things into harvest, or now I'm ready to let this thing die so I can plant new seeds. And again, addressing any muggles listening right now, even Jim Rohn, the motivational speaker, um, he passed away a few years ago, but I still listen to him all the time. He's got a very weird way of talking that just cracks me up. <laughs> but I love him anyway. <laughs> uh, thank God for YouTube. But anyway, he's a motivational speaker who mentored and inspired the likes of people like Tony Robbins. Um, just straight up motivational speaker. But he was also distinctly Christian and not at all witchy. Uh, not that, uh, that not that he knew of anyway. Um, but what's interesting is he taught about the seasons of life. In fact, one of the books that I include in the reference section for many of the modules of the Psycho-Spiritual Wheel of the Year, which is in fact quite witchy, is his book. I think it's called The Seasons of Life. It's just this skinny little basic book, but it touches on the need to honor the seasons of life. Like I was just talking about the seasons of a spell, the seasons a deliberate creation, and the, you know, the different phases that we go through as we journey through our life here on earth, or as we journey through the process of co-creating some reality that we're trying to create. 
and the formula that I use for magic and that I have cited here many times on the podcast, but that I too want to emphasize, it's not a hard and fast linear structure. It is just a template and you can move things around until they click into place for you. And if you don't know the formula I'm talking about, it's air leads to water, water leads to fire, fire leads to earth, earth leads to spirit, spirit leads to air. These are symbolized, and now I'm, <laughs> yes, no, I'm doing it right. <laughs> I thought I tripped myself up. These are symbolized um, by the elements, but what I'm really talking about is thought leads to emotion, emotion leads to the will of action, the will leads to the manifestation process, leads to spirit. So, you know, thought, emotion, will, it goes like that to me, but you have to keep in mind that I'm a Libra. I'm a very airy person. So that makes exacting perfect sense to me, but you could start anywhere on, it's actually in the shape of a star or what's known as the witch's pyramid, where I plug in the different elements. So we have like air down on at the bottom corner of the star and it leads up to fire over on the other side. And that leads across over to, or to water that leads across the fire that leads across the earth and it just forms a star you can point you can start at any point in the star and you can go in any direction that you want and you can create a formula that works for you so for example if you're a person who whether you know this from studying your astrology a chart or you just feel it intuitively if you're a person who leads with an excess of fire and water you might be extremely impulsive to the point of your own detriment. Like a classic example of not looking before you leap because you never take the time to first run the urge to act past your intellect, applying your critical thinking skills and then checking in with your body and taking that action from a calm, grounded center. Does that make sense? Like you're going just on pure like emotion and passion and willpower without even checking in with your mind or your body to see like if they're on board with this idea too. <laughs> Conversely, a person who leads with an excess of air and earth might get herself stuck in the analytical process or in the step-by-step -step plan that all makes sense in their mind. And, and, and on paper, without ever having that spark of magic that is fire to bring it all to life, or the essence of water that makes it truly meaningful and deep. I also wanted to look at this um, in the context of fear, which is something that I've talked a lot about this month, because Saturn represents, among other things, like I've said, our ability to face our fears. And... Um, I was explaining yesterday, but I'm going to re-explain it here for those of you who, who have not listened to that podcast. There is a real connection between fear and success, and I want you to succeed. That's, that's what I'm here trying to do every Tuesday, <laughs> and I don't mean succeed in your career or succeed financially. I mean succeed in whatever success means to you whatever creating the kick-ass life of your dreams means to you. There is a very real connection between the fear that is standing in your way and the dreams of your heart. And 
truly, it's such a cliche, but the only thing we have to fear, especially when it comes to Saturn, because he's not showing us our fear to frighten us. He's not like, I'm the boogeyman, take that. (laughs) There's a point. He has a point. He's actually showing us so that we can acknowledge fears existent in the first place. And Saturn, this energy is not planting new fears inside of you. It's simply reaching in to pull out and show you what already exists. Like, yo, did you know this block is standing in your way? It's just showing you the fear that you carry with you every single day so that you can finally move beyond it. And uh, that's why I was using the example of Neptune and Saturn, because something that can really push you into an overly water existence, something that can really push you into hiding out in addictions or escaping into spiritual fantasies or escaping into some sort of spiritual bypass where you think you're ascending from the earthly realities that the rest of us have to deal with. Largely that's fear-based. That's fear of your own shadow. And if talking about Saturn as if he is a sentient being who lives up in the sky. (laughs) Um, If that's more than you can swallow, I totally get you. And um, I can put it in more mundane terms. Life itself, the material reality of your life will, if you pay attention, show you what you are afraid of. You'll show yourself in the behaviors that frustrate you, your own behavior. Like, what are you doing that bugs you like that thing that you're like why can't I make myself do this why can't I get over this hump why do I always back out at the last minute why do I always change my mind when I care about something and say I'm gonna do it why 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 the answer is the same in all those cases my friend fear fear so uh life will show you that the Saturn within you will show you that if you're willing to see And then at that point, you have two choices. You can run away in fear, diving headfirst into your favorite method of denial or numbing addiction, or you can recognize fear as a call to action. And for the record, action, in my opinion, is represented by the fire element, the will to act. Um, Fear, you can reframe it. It's fear does not mean run and hide. Fear means You are being called to take action. It's a message. Um, And it's important to honor, like I said, all of the elements within you. They all have value. And Neptune has value. So you don't want to make your emotions wrong. You want to appreciate them. And then you want to ask yourself, okay, Neptune, thanks for the visit today. Or water element. Or just my emotions. What do you got for me? What's the message here? Is it the message that you need to prepare for something that's on its way coming, something that that frightens you? Do you need to better prepare? Is it a message that you are, in fact, facing real danger and that you need to course correct or really, really, really prepare? Or is it a message that some old disempowering, shadowy program from your childhood is coming up to be healed? And then most importantly, you can ask yourself, What is my response going to be to this message? How am I going to respond? How am I going to ground it, bring it down to earth, 
set it on fire with a bit of action. I, I've been asking that a lot lately because, hint, hint, I would love your feedback. I want to know what's working for you, what's not working for you, what confused me, or what confused you. See, I'm so confused. <laughs> I'm so confused. I'm, I'm confusing myself. If anything is confusing you, you need further clarification, or if you want me to talk more about something, I do listen. I listen. I listen. I read my emails. I read my social media comments, and I want you to know that. Um, so before I go, um, I just, too, I just want to put this, help you take this and apply it to your own life. So you can just look at your own life, and if you don't follow astrology or if you're not Wiccan or pagan, if you don't know what your key elements are that are kind of running you, just ask yourself, am I a hothead? Am I a stick in the mud? Am I airy fairy? Am I an emotional wreck? (laughs) Am I some combination of, of two of these things? And if so, how is that useful? How has that helped me in the past? But also how has it hindered me and prevented me and what, what is the opposite of that? Or what other energies can I call on to balance that out so that I can get to where I'm going with less drama <laughs> or with less frustration? And that's, that's what I mean. That's what I mean about you need all the elements, all of them. They work together in concert within you. And also, before I go, I want to mention two things. First of all, the autumn equinox is happening this Thursday. Yay! My favorite time of year is almost here. Oh, I love it. The season of pumpkin, everything. Uh, If you want to join us for the autumn equinox module, it is so not too late. There's a link to it in this on the page for Blog Talk Radio. You can follow it. You can find it all over my stuff. I, don't, I do not hide this information from you. It's in my newsletters and my social media and on my website. Easy. Um, and then secondly, this is the last episode of Hippie Witch here in September. So I'm wrapping it up with Saturn here now uh, for September, and we will move on to another theme in October. I do have one more episode that I'm going to be creating for Patreon sometime in the week ahead. If you If you want more Hippie Witch, and then you can al- always go over to Patreon and catch up on the other episodes that you've missed since I started posting there last month. So we're two months in now with the Patreon. Can you believe it? Time flies. <laughs> Otherwise, I will be back here, same place, same time in October, Tuesday, October 4th, to be exact, noon Pacific. And um, I also want to leave you with this poem that I stumbled across this morning. It's so beautiful and thought-provoking and right on point for today's topic. So I cut and pasted it into this little PDF so I could read it to you today. And it goes like this. It's by Susie Cassell, Music of the Universe. Without the orchestra of the universe, there would be no ether. And without its instrumentation, By the ether, there would be no waves. And without any waves, there would be no sound. And without sound, there would be no music. And without music, there would be no life. And without a life force, there would be no matter. But it does not matter, because what is matter if there is no light? Much love to you, everybody. I'll be back here talking at you in October.
happy autumn equinox. If you're in the southern hemisphere, happy spring equinox. Much love to you all. Peace. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.